Good morning, this is Bill Young, and welcome to Prayer and Lunch Podcast. Uh, today is uh, Wednesday, July 8th, and uh, before I get to the readings today and prayer, uh, it's going to be a special prayer for the unborn babies. But, uh, uh, well, the first thing, I guess, uh, those who are going to be voting in and your primaries today uh, in Florida this this year, it's going to be, I guess, the last Tuesday, I'm assuming it's a Tuesday in August that's coming up. And one of the important things on the ballot is to, in Broward County anyway, is to help uh, our local teachers. I know the politicians are saying they want to give uh, uh, teachers a raise, and I'm all in favor of that. But they're not mentioning about this uh, referendum that's going to be on the ballot. So I guess uh, they just want to do a lot of hard air and the actual something that will occur because of uh, our previous uh, administration and governor, Rick Scott. It's going to be on the ballot for Broward County, of course. So I would. it's only going to increase, I believe, our, our property taxes approximately about $100 a year, and those who are in condos at a value of 130000 would be about half of that, about $50 a year, so it's, you know, it's not going to break our pocketbooks, and it's for good cause. But then one of the individuals, I mean, unreal uh, commercials, I guess he's a, a billionaire Trump, like Trump, and his name is uh, Jeff Green. He's a billionaire in West Palm Beach. He actually belongs to the same club that uh, Trump belongs to, and they may even own, I'm assuming. And his big thing to fame was that he was supposedly uh, you know, put uh, Trump to task, but that looks like on the commercial they're both just smiling and laughing, so I don't know how serious it was. But his his big strategy plan is to stop Trump physically from coming down to West Palm Beach or South Florida, which I don't know. It, does Green have a plan to build a wall around West Palm Beach now? I don't know. And then he said. The money he's going to save from the overtime for the, the, the police and and, spe- and special uh, forces, I guess, <laughs> in his mind, uh, he could give it to Planned Parenthood. Now, that's a sore subject for me, Planned Parenthood. Now, those who are my uh, fellow Catholics who are registered Democrat, I'm not, so I can't vote in the Democratic primary, it's about it wasn't like New York back in the days. You could be an independent and vote for either a uh, Republican or a Democrat primary. You could pick, you couldn't vote, vote for both, both of course. <laughs> but I, I kind of like that idea, let's do that. So we could be independents and then we could decide whatever is the better race, that's who we're going to vote for. Well, anyway, so he has it that that money he's going to be saving by building a wall around uh, West Palm Beach, or just the wealthy part of West Palm Beach, uh, so Trump cannot enter. But he may have a helicopter or plane, so I don't think that's going to work, Mr. Green, too much. So uh, 
he had to say his small roots that he came to, but he's just another billionaire. And you know what billionaires like to do? Push their own agenda on the local people. So please, all my fellow Catholics or those who are listening to this podcast, find a better vote than Jeff Green. And I, I believe that he ran like him. For Senator, it was 2010, he spent $24 billion of his own money. So, at least, you know, uh, supporters didn't give him any money. But instead, why don't you give it to a good charity like that? I would say lives and cancer or kids with cancer. You know, we need money to be more well spent helping people. And uh, he's always welcome to give a donation to uh, who, uh, one of my favorite charities, Aerial Anchor Cancer Foundation. So, please, Jeff Green, you know, maybe you should consider that because I don't think you have too much of a chance. At least that's what they say. So, uh, good luck on that. So, let's get to today's uh, readings. And uh, it's today's meditation is. Uh, childlike faith, and you know, we've been going on for faith for a while, and with God, that's so important, and this was written by uh, one of my favorite saints, Saint Fascinator, and it, it states here, she, uh, she writes, God does not show himself to me at this time as a teacher in the fullness of his strength and human adulthood, but as a little child. The God who is beyond all understanding stumps to me under the appearance of a little child. But I, in my soul, does not stop appearance. Although you take a form of a little child, I see you, immortal, infinite Lord of Lords, for whom pure spirit adores day and night, and for the hearts of the shepherd burns with fire with the purest love, O Christ, O Jesus. I want to surpass them in my love for you. I apologize you, O pure spirit, for my boldness, comparing myself to you. I have chosen the misery, this abyss of misery, and you, O my God, is incomprehensible abyss of mercy swallow me up in the heat of the sun swallows me up in the drop of dew a loving look from all is still less from the abyss i feel immensely happy at the greatness of god seeing god's greatness in more enough to make my happy thoughts all eternal once, when I saw Jesus in the form of a small child, I asked Jesus, Why do you take this form of a child when you communicate with me? In spirit of this, I see you as the infinite God, my Lord, my Creator. Jesus replied, That I, until I learn this plenity and humility, he would communicate with me as a child. Ooh, little rebuff there, but guess we know what he means. And uh, I do want to talk also about little child, about the babies, the unborn child. Uh, I have uh, 
had some friends in my life who unfortunately turned into have an abortion. One had three abortions, another one had a single abortion. In uh, both cases, it doesn't make it anonymous, that they regretted having that abortion their whole lives. So yeah, uh, the Democrats and those who believe in uh, parenthood, Planned Parenthood, believe that, hey, abortion is a choice, a free choice. Now, well, it sounds always good to have choice, but when do we ever have choice to kill someone? Well, I killed this person because I didn't like them anymore. It was my choice. No, no, I don't have choice to kill someone. And it's been a long term by the DNA and by heartbeat and other things of uh, the different stages of the unborn that it's a human being. And you know what? It's a choice to really the woman. A lot of times it may be her partner, her spouse, or her boyfriend, or her family who don't want her to have that child for for economic reasons or maybe being embarrassed. The man who fathers a child, they don't want to man up and become the husband of the woman who they say they love. But they want, and they successfully convince them to have an abortion to kill a child. Not for their happiness, but for the male's happiness. So those who believe in, you know, women's rights, this is the most, most used rights that a woman has, that a man could pressure the woman to have this abortion. And then they regretted their whole lives. This, this one woman, the case I know, she always wanted to have children. That was a, a number one goal in life. And this man that stated he loved her took that away from her took that life away, that child away, to where she feels she is the one that's fault, the one that should be punished, but God will not punish these women. God is forgiving. A childlike faith. Ask God for forgiveness and he will give you forgiveness. Those in the Catholic faith know that's why we have our priests. And I think when it comes to abortion, you could now, it's on a, a local parish level. And uh, they make it easier where you can confess that sin and, and be forgiven. Because when it comes to it, it's a very stressful situation for the mother. Do I think it's the wrong decision? Yes, it's definitely the wrong decision, but hurt the baby for never being born, but hurts the mother for never having that child. And they have to live with that their whole lives. What favor are we doing to these women letting them having abortion? Or worse, supporting a group of uh, organizations who are making many millions of dollars on pushing their agenda. And their agenda is abortion and to kill the unborn. Don't make a mistake about it. That is their main agenda. And any Catholic out there 
who sees a politician who are hypocrites and say they're for the people, yet they want the people's babies to be aborted and killed. You know, now, and it states, if uh, someone had committed a murder of a mother who was pregnant, that individual not only is charged with the mother's murder, but also the unborn. So in our law, it is definitely considered a human life. So if it's a human life in one category, how could it not be a human life in another category? Should we have abolished abortion for everyone? Well, I think it's murder. But if that's going to be left up to each individual state, then you know, that's up to each state. But I think on the federal level, it should. Roe should be overturned. And I believe what I've read that Roe herself in later years regretted having abortion and is against abortion. Because, I, you know, I, I can't say I've taken a survey of a woman who had abortion. Because you probably don't even know most of them. But the ones that I've talked to who admit they even had that, they regretted it. Because they want, most women want to have babies and want to be motherhood. There's maybe a few exceptions, but most of them do want to have children. And that be taking that child away, you may never have a chance again to have that baby that you always wanted. And just think about it. You have to wonder, what was that baby going to be like? Was it going to be a little boy or a little girl? How would that little boy or that little girl turn out? You know, so many people, uh, for example, who were adopted, so if, you know, for some reason, and you felt for the answer, or whatever reason, you could not take care of the child, you could send the baby up for adoption. I remember before my son was born, we were uh, looking at alternatives, and we went to Miami Children's Society, which is a very good organization. So we volunteered uh, with the foster, uh, the foster kids, and you know, it's very tragic that these kids have. And uh, we went for the, the planning of looking into adoption. And they looked at myself and my wife, and they said, I'm sorry, we cannot help you with adopting the baby. Maybe go overseas. You could buy a child for $50,000. And something that didn't feel right about that. So, uh, please, when you are voting, let's uh, see our Democratic uh, side, and even Republicans did, I, I was shocked to hear that uh, two U.S. senators, a uh, woman, one from Maine and one from Alaska, that actually for abortion. I didn't know any Republican senator was. I mean, good thing I wasn't in that state because I would definitely not only vote against them, but politically try to fight for them to lose because that's how strong I felt. And I hope uh, and pray that all Catholics feel that same way because you know, that's how it should be. I mean, the church teaches us that, but do you really need to know the church? 
when that law was instituted, it was it didn't have the technology like today. It didn't have the DNA. It didn't have the the sonograms and the way of knowing the baby's the heart after so 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 short amount of time. And all that things of of the, the the baby. I mean, I always gave the story how I uh, before my son was born and he was still in my uh, wife's uh, stomach. I would read the little uh, stories of uh, you know, nursery rhymes and things like that. And then when he was born, uh, they they had him. You know, came close out of my wife. They, they put at a little table where they, they clean him up a little bit first. And when the, the child is first born, he was crying. And then when I when they brought him over, I was standing next to the little area where they were going to clean and wrap him up. And when he heard my voice, he stopped crying. And the doctor was actually concerned about this. What happened? Why did this baby stop crying? It's because he heard my voice that he heard all the time in my wife's stomach. So, you know, it's a human being. For those who say, well, the first trimester, the second trimester, the third, what day does it, is the baby becoming human? If that's the case, I believe it's in conception. And that DNA proves it pretty close to that, too. So, uh, let's, let's do that prayer for the, uh, unborn. And this is to let you know that the reading today was about the childlike faith. So we also have childlike faith. And uh, today is also uh, the feast day of St. Camillus. And you kind of hear, well, I've heard Camillus houses are all over the place. Because he's known to help the sick. But he didn't start off as a great saint. He started off where he lost all his money gambling. And then from there had to go to uh, to a hospital where uh, uh, where brothers were taking care of him, and he finally converted and become uh, more religious and strong in his faith, and eventually became a priest. And he opened uh, and I think most houses is from him. I'm not quite sure, but I'm assuming it is because it's his namesake. So no matter where we are today. We could be someone better tomorrow. And it's the first starting to speak out against those who kill the unborn or who proclaim it's okay to kill the unborn. So I'm going to be looking up this, uh, this prayer of the unborn and I hope you pray with me uh, from uh, Catholic charities or Catholic online. Almighty God, our Father, you have given us life and intended us to have it forever. Grant us your blessings. Enlighten our minds to awareness and the renewed conviction that all human life is sacred. Because it's created in your image and your likeness. Help us teach by the word an example of our lives that our life occupies the first place that human life is precious. 
because it's the gift of God whose life is infinite. Give us strength to define human life against every influence or action that threatens or weakens it, as well as the strength to make every life more human in all aspects. Give us the grace when sarcasm of life before birth is attacked. Sacredness, I'm sorry, of life before birth is attacked. To stand up and proclaim that no one ever has the authority to destroy the unborn life. When a child is described as a burden or looked upon only as means to satisfy the emotional needs, to stand up and insist that every child is unique and unpredictable, a gift of God, a gift of God with right to a loving and united family. Amen. God bless you all and have a great night.